Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. And my name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast. A wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. Thank you, Mr. Urban. No problem. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How's, Not much. how's it going with you? How you, you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah? I'm doing all right. What's uh, what's what's up with you? How have things been going? What, what's going on with you the past uh, recently? Well, as we all know, WPPI is coming up. And before we head out on our trip, uh, I just want to make sure everything is done uh, on, on my to-do list. You know, our whole workload and everything of mm-hmm. albums. So people aren't waiting. So people, it, most likely I'm going to post pictures while we're on, you know, on our trip of WPPI. Um, and I don't want our, my clients to see that we're out there enjoying ourselves while they're waiting for products and albums yeah. and prints. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. So we want to make sure everything is tied up before we go. Yes, and you want to free so. your mind. Exactly, so, so that you, too. Yeah, yeah. You can just totally free yeah. your mind and be Go out there and just the enjoy, world. not worry about my to-do list at home that's waiting for me <laughs> when I get back. Absolutely. Okay, very cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I've been up to is just, I'm actually just like super close to being done editing and I can't wait to be done editing. It'll be the first time I've actually like totally caught up in editing since like past May. So that's going to feel amazing too. And then I will mm-hmm. be free as well. And then we can fly like birds in the sky together. <laughs> yeah. okay. because, because it will uh, be very freeing. You better knock on wood. You know there's something that's going to come up. There. <laughs> yes, probably. Very possibly. <laughs> Um, I, we're actually going to get right into our topic today because it's a bigger one, and I actually think that it's very possibly one of the most important topics that we can discuss in terms of being successful in business. Um, and really that is finding the best version of yourself, and then once you find that best version of yourself, how that actually does in fact relate to your business. And if you don't find that best version of yourself, uh, how it could possibly um, impact your business in a negative way, and this mm-hmm. is this is super important information. Um, and uh, you asked me a question when we were talking about the show topics mm-hmm. before. What was that question? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you remember what it was? Because it actually led into. Um, I just looked at Andy as if I I was a deer in headlights. I was like, well, what did I ask? <laughs> well, I think you know. I think you asked, um, "What is finding the best version of yourself?" Oh yes, or, yeah. Do you like, remember I, what my response was? Uh, no, I don't because I was going through my head of what my response was going to <laughs> okay. be. <laughs> okay, but basically, you know, just finding the best version of yourself, meaning that, you know, we could have different sides to us, right? So there's maybe a lazy version of myself that uh, doesn't want to do work, that wants to mm-hmm. sit at home and chill out and uh, do whatever it is that I'm doing and not be active about working on my business. And uh, then there's, you know, the side that, that does want to do all that. Uh, but here's what it comes down to. I think more, more important than that, we're going to kind of start big here and then work down. Here's the thing. People, you've got to love yourself, man. You've got to love yourself first. Yeah. I had, do, do you remember in episode one, I told you that I had that music teacher that changed my life. <laughs> Can I tell you a little story? Can I tell the listeners of yes, what? Yes, do. What, Please okay, do. Here's the thing. I had this teacher that, in the middle of our, one of our rehearsals, stopped. And she just 
almost screamed at us kids. She mm-hmm. was like, "You can't love anybody else until you love yourself." And this was in high school. I don't know what the hell that meant. Like I was, <laughs> what, "What does what does that even mean that you can't love somebody else until you love yourself?" And I think that's the biggest thing that like stops a lot of people from getting work, mm-hmm. right? Especially, you know, you see a lot of starting wedding photographers and they do, and they wonder like, "Why am I not getting work?" It's because loving yourself leads to believing in yourself Mm -hmm. and when you believe in yourself then you gain confidence yes and you aren't going to book too many weddings without confidence Mm -mm. people see through it this relates to not just us as wedding photographers but it relates to people in 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 all kinds of business in all walks of life It, it it really affects us as people it's about humanity right it's 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 and that's what i mean about saying the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. at least that's that's what i'm kind of thinking yeah i mean with confidence if you're shooting a bride and you don't have the confidence work working with her one-on-one um it's going to come through in the picture you know she's going to look nervous she's not going to she's going to question your work ethic or, or how you work um so confidence is very very important yeah and you often hear it say that you know, whoever you're photographing, you can see the energy that you're putting out there on, in the photo. Mm-hmm. So if you have, sometimes uh, you people, if you're listening to me on the show, you get an idea. Sometimes they can get a little <laughs> active, okay? So if I have a very active, hyper personality when I'm shooting, I very, very well may get some, like, hyperactive, goofy-looking photos back mm-hmm. on the other side. But if I slow things down <laughs> and I ask my couple to relax, mm-hmm. Close your eyes, be in the moment, forget that there's this bald-headed dude here, <laughs> you know, taking photos of you. You know, you're going to get a different kind of image when you play with those emotions and moods that, mm-hmm. that we can create. We create those, you know, those moods. Oh, definitely. Um, and our audience probably can tell that I'm more of the laid-back, relaxed one. <laughs> but when, I, when a, a camera goes in my hand, it's completely, like a switch gets turned on is to where if I get really excited about something or if there's amazing light or a sunset that's happening, like there's a, just a switch is to where I just go in this hyper, really excited kind of person. And I'm no longer more that relaxed person, but mostly I'm, I'm more of a, like a relaxed person until, you know, um, I need to perform <laughs> on game day. Yeah, know? no, absolutely. And that's good. And you don't, you know, so we all have different personalities and here's the other thing too, right? The other important thing is being authentic, being who you actually are, not trying to force, you know, a personality that isn't yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, try and be like someone else. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can have people that inspire us uh, and we should be, you know, f- finding people that inspire us in different ways. But we ultimately have to have to be ourselves. We have to find ourselves. We have to be the best version of ourselves that's actually true and authentic and real mm-hmm. without crossing that line right because we talk about loving yourself right but you can love yourself too much and photographers in particular myself included really myself included can go too far and then start traveling down the road of egocentrism right Mm -hmm. and it's something that because you have to get to that point where you have confidence but not so much confidence that you look it's not 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 looking good too good with with the overall 
what you're presenting of right. yourself, which is, which is where this topic, basically, one of the things we mentioned is where it's going to lead is just how are you presenting yourself and every little thing in your business really does matter. But it starts under this overall umbrella mm-hmm. of loving yourself first. And then it kind of trickled, trickles down from there. Um, so, you know, part of doing this podcast for me, and mm-hmm. I think you too, is still continuing down that path of learning to be the best versions of ourselves. Like, like I still... Um, I go through and I've been editing the first few episodes of this podcast and I've been noticing some of the things that I say and you know I had mentioned that I'm shooting this wedding and this wedding this kind of thing and like that's like I don't know how much that matters to your audience right because our audience right now who is our audience and I should be thinking about our audience more than hey listen to me yap my mouth about about these accomplishments or whatever that is you Mm -hmm. know and because and people see through that. And I guess what I'm saying to wedding photographers that are, that are trying to break in and, uh, and, that's, and think about who your audience is too. Like your audience is brides as a wedding photographer. Our audience is brides and we should be thinking from the perspective of a bride in everything in terms of presentation. I think maybe, Neil, if you pick things up from here, a little bit on the presentation aspect, because I've been doing a lot of talking (laughs) on the beginning of this. But just, like, in terms of presentation, you you had mentioned some things that, you know, everything needs to be what, you know, as as we present our our businesses. Oh, it does. But I kind of want to go back to the whole ego thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no matter what happens, how successful you are, it's always important to be humble. Um, Whenever I sit down with brides, I never say... Oh look, I have this many books out, or I've won all these awards. I mean, we put that stuff on display in our studio, and they can look at it if, if they want to. It's it's there if if uh, you know if they want to see it. But um, but I never I never I never mention to them of what I've done in the past. I, I just show them that this is my work. This is what we offer, and then we kind of build a relationship and everything. Um, even even to photographers, or even on the show, I know you know I've never. At least I hope I, I haven't mentioned any of my accomplishments, uh, just because I'm kind of always humble about it. Yeah. Um, and then, you no know, one thing that always irks me that some other photographers do, and we all have them in our own city or our own our own town, our own, our whole area, um, is when photographers call themselves the best. <laughs> or number one, um, we live in Buffalo, and uh, gosh, there's probably like twelve photographer, maybe even more t- photographers who call themselves the best Buffalo photographer. Um, and you know, I just, I can well, never give myself that. No matter what I do, how successful or how popular I am, I can never give myself that title. And taking myself out of the equation. I don't know if I can name someone else. I don't know if I can name someone the best in Buffalo. I can put people on tiers of who's being different, who's very professional, who's humble, and who does amazing things. Um, I, I kind of put people on tiers, but don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but don't call yourself the best or number one. It's, it's just really tacky. And it's not truthful, too, uh, right? It, because. You can't quantify or qualify who who the best is, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing about what we do is it's very lofty, right? It's not it's not concrete. It's not um, so. And but being truthful, anytime that in business, in business, in business, if you're gonna do something, do it. If you're gonna say something, 
it better be true mm-hmm. um, because there's nothing worse than just overall with any kind of business that says they're going to do something and then doesn't do it mm-hmm. or that says things that are untrue. Um, that's, that's really, really bad. That's, that's, you know, prior to doing what I'm doing as, as, as a wedding photographer, um, I didn't think about businesses the way that I do now. Uh, I really, uh, it, I really look at a business and I'm able to kind of, you know, figure, look at it and say, Hey, okay, these guys are doing this awesome. But in this case, they're really not doing so, so great here for these reasons, because when you do it yourself, you know, what, you know, how you run your own business and mm-hmm. how you communicate with people and how you put the customer first, you know, that, that saying, um, of, you know, the customer is always right. I, I know where that comes from now. You know, I always mm-hmm. want my customers to be right, even if I'm, you know, even if they're giving me long Pinterest shots of shots <laughs> that they want. You're right. You know what? It's like, I'm going to do whatever you want me to mm-hmm. do because you're hiring me to do this, this wedding. And you're allowing me to live this lifestyle where I'm not, um, you know, in, in a cubicle mm-hmm. or, you know, what I or teaching or doing whatever other jobs that, that I could have been doing mm-hmm. in, at this point in my life. So, so um, all of that. Uh, well, that matters. It all matters there. Yes, it um, does. But yeah, you were you were going to ask me about how um, presentation about everything that you do um, rep- has to represent your brand. Um, with our work, our work must match our the look of our website. Our the look of our website must match the look of our studio. Everything that we have in our studio must all come together as one and represent each other. Um, when you come into my studio, there's rich leather furniture, there's old wood, and what do you know? Our prints, it's a nice leather-bound album. Our prints are beautiful mats, and the work all must kind of be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And even when you represent yourself on like social media and stuff like that, it, you're representing your brand. Yeah, so the same idea, right? And especially in social media of how are you presenting yourself, right? Are you presenting yourself as somebody that is authentic, that is true, that is humble? Or are you, are you presenting yourself as something that's, that's other than that? And it's really tough. Like we, as photographers, we have it very tough. We have it very easy compared to actually other businesses in the sense that we can post a photo and that might actually get us some business. Mm-hmm. Very simply just posting a photo. We actually sometimes don't even have to say anything. We could just post the photo. It is more helpful if you say something because that can bring people in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that a lot of other businesses don't have the ability to just post a photo and have that totally impact their business. Um, we're very lucky in that sense. But also, um, it, it, and the other flip of that coin is that we... You know, be, being careful of the idea of um, crossing that line into egocentrism, which is very easy, I feel like, for a lot of photographers to do, again, myself included, just in terms of um, sitting on that line, balancing line of, of being being authentic and being who you are. And because we have to promote our work, we have to market mm-hmm. ourselves in order to get new business. But uh, if you do it too much, like how much is too much? And we could, you know, there's, I'm sure we could have a whole social media show on, you know, I don't know if we want to dive too deep into that. We're talking more about the overall presentation of Mm -hmm. it right now. But 
but just making sure that uh, that that we're that we're being authentic. I guess is, is well. The best I like how you, saying, you so. whenever you bring up ego, you say myself included. At least you know it. Like you, but you want to fix it. Yes. Um, a lot of people don't. They they say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not like that." Or I am. Who cares? Um, it's important because. You should care because your clients look into that and they are hiring you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, if you okay, personal life, you know, put that in the back burner because this is your business life. Um, people are going to book you of based on things that you post online, um, whether if you're professional or let's say if you're really upset about something one day and you just make this long post just tearing things apart. People are going to read that. They're going yes. to look at that, and they're going to be like, "Gosh, this guy's crazy." Yeah, I don't want this guy here on my wedding day. Yeah, uh, he, he, if, if things go wrong, he just might blow up and leave or something like that. You you got to be really careful. If I'm really upset about something, if there's something going on in the in industry or or uh, another photographer in the area or, so, or something that's going to go on, if we, if I receive an email from a hater, um, I just walk away. I, I walk away from the computer. I close the computer. I go do something that makes me happy, or, or I talk to people that's not on this, uh, that's out there on the internet. I talk to people one on one in person, um, and then once I'm calmed down, I go back to the computer and um, I, I make. I don't put put it out there, and um, you really got to be careful of what you put out there because. Yeah. And- one, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's every it's little 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 things, people. It's the things that maybe we're not thinking about, right? Uh, if you hey, if you want more business, think politically. I, I, you know, in the mm-hmm. sense that maybe you don't want to put out your or your religious <laughs> beliefs out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't want to put your political beliefs out there because maybe that widens your market for people that are willing to hire you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I know that, you know, sometimes people will make the decision, well, if I put my specific religious beliefs out there, maybe that will get me more business because I'm, I'm honing in on my market. That may be the case for your particular area. But in general, <laughs> don't say stupid, stupid, stupid direct things that – actually, here's what I mean to say. Don't say things that piss people off, mm-hmm. right, one, on one side of the aisle or another, and then you're open to more business, right? So. Yeah. You kind of have to think politically uh, about this in, in order to, you know, leave the door open it's, for more business. It's funny that you mentioned that because a couple episodes ago, I was kind of very, very concerned um, about when I mentioned uh, about how we were uh, booking same-sex weddings. And I was like, gosh, I wonder if we just lost some listeners from that because there are people who don't believe in that t- that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of made me, like, kind of kind of pretty nervous about that a little bit. But, you know what? Um, I'm open to more business. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. No. That's true. But I'm leaving my political stuff, my religious stuff. I'm. I'm just not going to bring that into my social media or probably the show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. no absolutely. And, uh, I. Yeah. I think that on some level, you know, there's some times where I think. If you're not on board in our area, then maybe that is a decision that I'm making. But it's a decision that I'm making, right, because I post same-sex weddings on my website. I'm basically saying, hey, if you don't like same-sex weddings and, it, and this really, are, this really infuriates you, 
uh, for whatever personal reasons, um, I'm, I'm saying no to that business by posting those photos because they're right on my site. But I'm, I'm making that decision. I'm making the decision that, hey, um, you know, uh, this is what I'm deciding to do. And I might close myself off from, or segregate myself from this mm-hmm. part of the market that this would upset. But I'm making that decision for the overall reason. And, you know, for the same reason that you might want to, as I just said, say what your religious beliefs are and you want to close yourself off to everybody else who doesn't. But, yeah. but at least be aware that you're making that decision. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people are not aware that they are making those decisions when they put some of these things out there on Facebook on their personal <laughs> pages. And it's like, do you know that everybody who is reading your, your site right now and that that impacts your business? Because it does. I'm just saying it, it does. So it's something to consider. Well, you know um, what? We might bring this up in, in future episodes just because there's a there's a guest that I, I kind of want to have on the show. And he... Uh, he posts a lot of this type of stuff on, on his social media. Um, it kind of works out maybe against him, but it does work out for him a lot because he, he does kind of like leave an open mind to things, but he's very, very funny of how he, he chooses his words and how he says things. So I mentioned haters, and this guy does have haters because he puts himself out there, but you're also going to have haters because you're successful. Um, I just kind of want to bring that to people's attention that you know what have you ever met a hater who's more successful than you are andy uh you know no i can't say that i have no. met a hater who's more successful <laughs> i mean they're probably out there but i don't maybe know them personally but it's probably a rare rare case right yeah yeah um i mean i just want to let you know that there's been emails that i've received in the past of people who i never even heard of and they're hurtful and it's whenever i receive stuff like that it's when something really good happened to me and it did tear me down because I was kind of like not used to that kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. this random person just sent me a hate mail. Like, yeah, it's only things that you hear from, you know, uh, actors and and celebrities and stuff (laughs) of receiving hate mail. But then all of a sudden I'm just like this small town photographer receiving hate mail. Um, it's just kind of weird to me (laughs) at first, but then I kind of had to get used to it. Um, and usually whenever I receive hate mail, I, I kind of talk to you, Andy, because <laughs> yeah. you kind of really voice your opinion. and um, <laughs> Voice my opinion maybe even in a harsher way than, yeah, than, yeah. Maybe than off the air, I guess. Because yeah, so. <laughs> you, um, you, you always got to learn how to respond uh, to the people, even if you decide to, to respond. Um, yeah, but you know what, man? Dude, I, I've just I've come to the point now, right? And we were kind of talking about this even with, you know, maybe some potential feedback that we could receive from the show and everything. It's mm-hmm. like you're always going to get that from, from that small percentage of people. But I'm just ready to, like, love back on you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just ready to, like, love back on anybody that I have to love back on. I will just, like, the more, if you give me any hate, I'm just going to give you love back, man. I'm going <laughs> to give you so much love back, you're not going to know what to do with it. Well, my you know, response right? of giving like, love back is by doing better than I I did of what made them hate me in the first place. It just drives me to do better. Um, so it's like, thank you for hating me on that. Wait until you see the next thing I do. <laughs> but I just kind of want to give our listeners a little bit of a warning of when you, when you get that taste of success, you will um, receive quite a bit of hatred in, in return from it. Uh, but don't let that get you down. Let it let it drive you to do better. Absolutely. Let's be, and it's yeah. about being. You know, another way thing that we could just title the show right is is about being positive. 
mm-hmm. always being positive about everything that we do, how we present ourselves, how we how we respond to other people that have success. Um, life is too short. Life is too short to, to be balled up and to be angry inside and to be hunched over and to be upset at, at all the other things that other people have, have basically have earned. Mm-hmm. And that's people think that things just fall into people's laps. People think that, um, you know, Neil kind of mentioned that, that he has this, uh, you know, and he hesitantly so, right? But, it, but he, has a, he has this book, right? And, and he, he didn't, it didn't just fall into his lap. It didn't just be like, hey, here's this, you know, opportunity to write this book that just randomly fell into his lap. It happened because of hard work. Like yeah. hard, hard, hard work is what earns you those kinds of opportunities. It doesn't just happen. And I think a lot of the haters think that, oh, you know, what, it just fell into his lap and I'm just as good as he is, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Get that out of your mind. It, it, it does you no good whatsoever as a human being to be thinking that for the rest of your life. Yeah, and if you're, like, if you're one of these haters who is jealous of people's success, take that energy and take it. You're, you know, put it into your own work. Um, put it, let that be a inspiration of what you want to be and do better than that person. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then on that note, right? So if we've got that, then the next step of that is, is always constantly be growing. Mm-hmm. Always constantly be trying to better yourself. Never stop learning because the second that you do stop learning or deciding that you're good enough, right? I'll never decide that I'm good enough. I look at my own work. You know, I talked about being egocentric and some other things before, but I look mm-hmm. at my own work and I sometimes like hate my own work. I'm like, dude, this is horrible. Like, and this is actually why I haven't submitted some of my <laughs> photos to WPPI mm-hmm. for the print composition or anything like that because, like, I know what the judges will say. Like, I know that this thing is wrong here. I know that there's this element of the photo that's not going to work here. So, so. <laughs> so I guess you, but I, you can go too far down that path too. And I actually, that's something that I need to get over. That's something that I need to um, better yes, myself. You, you on definitely and, do. You know, I, uh, I, there was one time I asked Andy for an image, and he sent it to me. He was like, "Well, this image sucks, but here it is." <laughs> well, it is <laughs> it's like Andy. This image is beautiful. Come yeah. on, where's that confidence that, uh, exactly. that you preach so much about? But, yes, and, but, and, and so I have all this confidence, but you know, the the so another show episode topic is the idea of perfectionism. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. because I have that idea of perfectionism, which can be a great thing to leading you up to a certain point, but then it can be debilitating. Um, if you take it too far and in, in some cases I may very well take it too far, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's, that's another show topic is, <laughs> is perfectionism. Um, but, you know, sticking with this, this, this theme of today, just, you know, constant growth, never stop learning, always trying to try to better yourself, be positive, love yourself, don't love yourself too much. And, and, and be beautiful, people. Life yeah, is too short. Yeah. It's too short. But all of those things, man, every single one of those things matters for being successful in business. If you don't have, have that, people can see through it, and you're not going to do as well for yourself. You need to love yourself. Love yourself, love yourself, love yourself first. You need to get to that point and then have confidence and don't, don't, don't cross that line where you go over too far on the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. All right, people? Is that cool? <laughs> Are we good? Very good. Wedding photographers unite. Are you going to unite with me? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so now, Andy, there there's new stuff out there now. Uh, Canon, you used to shoot with uh, with Canon. Still, no, actually, still? do shoot with Canon. Do you, what are you doing? 
<laughs> so, you're confusing yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I am confusing you because I really actually decided recently that I'm going to keep uh, 5D3 around mm-hmm. for mostly in studio work. Paperwork um, and, you know, hold light stands down. Oh, oh, I, I thought you were saying it would be like, like use it as a paperweight. No, no. That's what I was, yeah, no that's cannon what I was, shooters. I still love you, cannon shooters. I'm sorry that Neil would say no, something No, I'm so sorry, cannon shooters. No, no, I, I, I do love uh, cannon stuff too. So I, I just got to throw it in there once in a yeah, while. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, no, yeah. I'm actually, I'm still using my 5D3 and I still love my 5D3. And by the way, cannon people, don't worry about it because the menu system is better on cannon. I will still own that right now. Menu system, cannon, better because it works better. And things are backwards at Nikon still, even to me. No, but um, but yeah, I, but you're a gamer too. You like to play games, and you know, it's kind of like switching from you know James Bond to Halo. Kind yeah, of thing. that's it's, right. I want to, you know, and part of the reason why I even experimented with playing around with the Nikon is because I wanted to be involved in both and understand both systems, and and not just be tied down to one format. Mm-hmm. But uh, I ended up keeping a five D three just because. Uh, just because I, I did some in-studio portrait work for a couple commercial clients, and I'm just kind of like set up to go with my settings on that model, and I didn't want to like throw a different element in, and, and I, I know that I should be able to shoot a similar thing with the Nikon's, but I've already got that system going, and to be honest, I have so many clicks on my 5D3, I'm not going to get that much for it anyway, and I'm still hopeful coming up in our, which is really our topic here that we kind of got thrown off on. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's a new uh, announcement here with some new Canon uh, bodies coming out, uh, the 5DS, and there's an, another 5D model, and then as well as a 5D4, um, hopefully coming down the road later as well. Um, and we just wanted to, to touch base on that just a little bit. And uh, just with really the idea that uh, do we need that camera as a wedding photographer with the amount of, and really what these cameras are about, is about megapixels. They've mm-hmm. got megapixels up up the butt, all right? <laughs> and for for weddings, do we need do we need more megapixels, Neil? Do we, Neil? Well, if your clients want to print off, you know, like a like a nice 80 by 120 size print, then yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so if they want to cover their wall with one of our photos like their entire wall, and just and just put it right on there. Uh, then maybe, maybe yeah. they want more megapixels. I don't know. My most popular size is maybe like a sixteen by twenty mm-hmm. kind of print. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe a, maybe a twenty by thirty once in a while. Um, but I mean, I'm still shooting on a Nikon D3s, and that's only like twelve twelve point eight megapixels. I think twelve point yeah. three. I don't know. But I mean, my prints still look awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't. For, as a wedding photographer, for me, it's all about the ISO. Yes. Um, I mean, from what I've read about this new Canon, um, the megapixels, yes, they're they're up there, but I think the ISO is is not there. I think it's only can only go up to like sixty four hundred or something like that. Yes, sixty four hundred max by default, and yeah. then probably there's some extra options on top that are higher ISO options. Yeah. But, uh, but but the you know since so this is a episode, since this is a wedding uh, show about weddings, you know, I I don't know if this is really. No, really these these really weddings. aren't wedding photography. You know, as wedding photographers, these really aren't the cameras that w- that most of us will be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us maybe, but uh, for the most part, um, we're dealing with more higher ISO situations where we we need that for maybe shooting with a couple out at night at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, and really, higher ISO is more um, more important to us. Than yeah, but if you live somewhere, it's where you. you the only weddings you shoot are on location outside of a church. 
and the bride gets ready outside, and uh, you know you're you're done bef- at sunset. Then yeah, go for this, yeah. go for this camera yeah, body. It'd, it'd be a great camera, <laughs> and uh, you know, and the, and so the other thing though too is that the five D Mark IV is also rumored, and that is what I'm way more interested in seeing what happens with that, and another reason why I'm holding on to some of my Canon equipment because. Uh, I would very potentially go back, depending on what happens with this 5D Mark IV. Well, good. Then you can sell me your new Nikon bodies yeah. that you just bought. No, absolutely, bought, so. yeah. No, I don't, I don't, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not going to commit myself one way or the other, and, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason of my holding on to, you know, a few lenses on, on the other side yeah. as well. But, uh, but the main thing, and I think I mentioned in episode one, where, you know, for Canon shooters, if you're curious about that, you know, the, the main reason of making that switch was is really dynamic range and what the, what Nikons are capable of compared to the Canon. With with Canons and these newer 5DSs, et cetera, that I'm, I'm sure we won't know if we're, if we're absolutely sure until these bodies come out and we can see what they're capable of. But I, I believe even within the specs, the dynamic range is not what they are in the Nikons. And, and to be able to push shadows and post and be able to play with things and move things and know you have all this weight behind behind a raw image mm-hmm. uh, really matters to me as a wedding photographer. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, that, that that switch was made. And I am hoping, I really am hoping um, for the sake of Canon, <laughs> the sake of, of Canon shooters and everything like that, because I, I, you know, I still, I love my Canon stuff. I really hope that that 5D4 has a sensor that, that they're thinking like let's increase the dynamic range of this. I don't care if Canon does it. I don't care if they put a Sony sensor in it, like Nikon did. Mm-hmm. But just increase that dynamic range. It really, really, really matters um, for for those of us who like to move an image in post. Um, because what I will say is this too: is that you know the Canons, the ISO isn't necessarily better on the Nikon's in terms of performance, as long as on the Canons you nail exposure. I mean, if you nail exposure on a Canon 5D3, that ISO is just as good as even you know the the, the newer Nikon's that I'm shooting with right now. Um, but but you have to nail it. You have to be absolutely exact, and you have to not need to 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 uh, to uh, move, move an image much one way mm-hmm. or the other. Uh, but the second that you need to move an image a little bit, um, that's where all that the weight of that. Uh, the dynamic range uh, really, really matters. Um, like what's in the new Norton icons with the Sony sensors and even the Sony cameras themselves. And I'm just really hoping that Canon gets their act together on this uh, 5D4. Um, I'm sure they will. I mean, these companies nowadays, they're just always one behind the other and always trying to outdo themselves, outdoing each other. Yeah. Uh, what a great time to be a photographer right now. You know, it's the prices are coming down, which is a good thing, but it, not too good of a thing. <laughs> yeah, it depends on um, your perspective. Yeah, on that, yeah. yeah, it really does. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but, that's a whole different episode. Yeah, but, you know, let's, let's go down that path just a little okay. bit because we have a little bit of time here. And how much, you know, we're getting to the point now that the cameras just they just don't matter right and you've heard we've heard this conversation happen before but they don't matter in the sense that um does it matter what pen i'm using to write my novel mm-hmm. right no no it doesn't matter what pen i'm using what matters is the content what matters is the way that you tell your story right and it's the same thing and and just because you have the latest pen or the latest camera, and I'm hoping that this mind shift and mentality gets there in, in a consumer standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, he's, he's a writer, right? 
um, but he it doesn't I don't care what pen he uses right I care more about how he writes about the story that he tells mm-hmm. than the technology that he's using to write the story um, so hopefully I would like to see it get past all of that point and it seems like we're on our way it seems like we're on our <laughs> way with with what's happening with cell phones and I know that that scares a lot of the older generation and it, to be honest it even scares me a little bit mm-hmm. um, because that technology will be there and who knows what's going to happen and who knows if drones start flying around and drones start shooting things from all kinds of different angles and we want to pull wedding images from that and who knows uh but uh but it is something that Mm -hmm. uh that i would like to see happen you know the technology doesn't matter um let's get past that right am i right or am i just spewing stuff no no i agree uh, yeah Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. And then in that case, uh, you know, it was just a little touch on the, the Canon body that came out. It's, it's a newer and better version of the same. It has more megapixels, and I'm sure it's a beautiful, beautiful camera mm-hmm. um, on the higher end, but if for you're, wedding photographers. Yeah, if you, well, if you're a wedding photographer and you do a lot of commercial work or fashion work on the side, mm-hmm. or, uh, or you're just doing weddings on the side, um, I mean, we highly recommend that you shoot with two bodies anyway. Um, or three, so I, yeah, yeah, or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, you could always go with this camera, and then maybe you know, shooting for day, you know, things outside, and then all of a sudden, you know, go to your uh, other body that's you know has more ISO capabilities and shooting that in the church, and mm-hmm. um, you know, when the bride's getting ready in a very dark, dark hotel room. Yeah, and then uh, the other uh, piece of uh, gear that we just wanted to talk about today Ooh, yes. is I'm going to let Neil uh, talk about uh, this, and we'll go from there. What? The new uh, Sigma has come out with a new lens, 24 millimeter, 1.4. Um, I really wish this had a 14 dash in front of that 24. <laughs> I I really want uh, Sigma to come out with a 14 to 24 uh, millimeter. Replace my. Uh, uh, Nikon 14 to 24. Uh, my my lens is a little bit aged right now. It's I've dropped it too many times. Um, so I'd love to see Sigma come out with uh, that kind of lens. But this is a um, this is a new lens, and um, Sigma's doing really really amazing things. Um, if you listen to our last episode of Scott Jarvie, I remember last year he made a post online about how he was selling all of his Nikon gear, um, and a lot of people, you know. They did bid wars and all this stuff, and people kind of were wondering why he was selling his Nikon stuff, and people were making guesses of he was switching to Canon or Sony or something like that, and he finally he stayed quiet, and then finally he posted a, a blog post about how nobody nobody noticed that he wasn't selling his Nikon camera bodies. He was only selling his Nikon mm. uh, lenses, and that was because he was actually switching all of his Nikon glass to Sigma. Uh, just because that's how um, that's how you know Sigma is coming out with some, with some really cool stuff right now, and I've always used Sigma ever since I really started. Uh, my Sigma seventy two hundred is something that I use all the time, and I absolutely love it. And it's about three years old now, um, but yeah, I'm really hoping that they come out with uh, the fourteen to twenty four, and then uh, we read that there was a rumor of uh, twenty four to. 24 to 70 that they might be coming out with? Like yeah, some, well, there's something like that. Uh, so that the 24 millimeter is confirmed, and then I'm just looking at an article on uh, Petapixel here. Yeah, 24 to 70. Yeah, mm-hmm. 24 to 70, 135, and 85 are rumored. Um, nothing confirmed on that yet. Um, although they do say, and, and so my, the lens that I want, please, please, <laughs> Sigma, is that 135 millimeter um, I, I prime lens. 
because uh, in switching from Canon, Canon has an amazing 135L. Uh, Nikon's 135 is much older, um, and I'm really hoping that Sigma releases uh, a modern uh, 135 in their art series. And, you know, and just overall with the idea of shooting Sigma, I think like a lot of the um, older generation of, of photographers uh, really kind of poo-pooed Sigma and, and some of these uh, lenses just because of the name. And, and there was, in reality, um, some consistency issues from lens to lens. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd get a you get a great copy, and sometimes you wouldn't get a great copy. But it seems as though they've really kind of rectified that, especially so with this art uh, art line of lenses. They're really high quality um, pieces of uh, pieces of gear, and uh, I'm the the 50 millimeter and 35, which I have in that that line, are absolutely just amazing. You. Um, can't you really can't take a bad photo? <laughs> you know, well, you, well, you can't take a bad photo. Okay, so, but uh, but you but you can't take a bad photo with that lens. It's not the lens's fault. Okay, we'll put it to you that way. That those lenses are incredible, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm truly hoping for a 135. However, it says here in this article uh, that it looks like the well. I'll just read it. it. Says the 85 may come first, since Sigma feels there will be a higher sales volume likelihood with that focal length compared to the Probably. 135, yeah. which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um, from a business standpoint for them. Uh, but uh, but that 135, I, I can't. I can. I just know what it would look and feel like for coming <laughs> from them shooting with those other lenses, and I just want it because it's my favorite focal length. Okay, so, so Sigma, if you're listening, uh, we want a 14 to 24 and a 135, <laughs> yes, please, with cherries on top. And uh, yeah, and I think Neil. Yes. Andy. What's up, man? It's been a good episode. <laughs> It thank you, been. thank you yeah. for uh, for joining here today and uniting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to bring us to the end. Do we have anything else we want to talk about, or are we uh, we're pretty much out here? Uh, should we talk about our friends over at Twip? Oh yeah, mm. sure. Why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? So uh, we recently discovered that uh, we aren't the only wedding photography podcast uh, that started at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, and actually, Twip is. And this is actually this is something to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I got a lot of my start from listening to to Frederick over on this weekend photo, and I yeah. know you knew did too. Yeah, we me spoke too. about yeah. that years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as really, I want to say as an amateur when I first started, they were around, and and that's where I got a lot of my info um, and built up my skill set. Yeah. Um, when you listen to the top experts in the field speak. Uh, the way that uh, the way that they do, eventually you start thinking like them and mm-hmm. shooting like them and working like them, and <laughs> and so it, it, like we said in that first episode, all of the information is out there if you take the opportunity to grab it. But but I've I love uh, this weekend photo, and I've I've continued to listen to it throughout the years. And it's funny because Neil and I thought we were like, okay, well, there's this really we're missing this hole here uh, in terms of a wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers, and we thought we cornered that market. I was <laughs> but, all in. Uh, <laughs> I was all in. <laughs> but uh, it turns out that at the beginning of the year, a lot of people are going to start new podcasts because it's a good time for us as wedding photographers mm-hmm. to. Um, in the off season, start these kinds of things. So, uh, there's so there's another wedding photography podcast, and we actually highly re- recommend that you check them out. I listened to all their episodes over the past few days, and mm-hmm. I think they're up to episode four now. And really, really good stuff. Uh, really, uh, really sharp guys. Robert Evans is an, uh, is a beautiful uh, photographer. 
Um, and, and all those guys are super sharp, both in terms of their work and in terms of um, what they're presenting to, the, to, the, to their audience and, and the benefit that you can get from listening to them. Also, now, he's a beautiful photographer, or is he a handsome photographer oh, well, he's creating a, beautiful work? No, well, it's a little <laughs> bit of both. He's, he looks like a very handsome gentleman, uh, but, but it also looks he does amazing work as well. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so, yeah that it's definitely something to check out. Check those guys out mm-hmm. over at Twip Weddings, and if you just Google that, I'm sure it'll come up and definitely... Uh, definitely worth a listen. Yes, there. and we are wedding photographers unite. So I say we, let's all unite here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who knows? Maybe there'll be some collaboration in the future. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, okay, and then I think that said, I think we'll wrap things up for today. And in closing, I would just like to remind our listeners to please send any questions, thoughts, comments to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That is info at weddingphotographersunite.com. And if you'd like to follow us, please just uh, Google our names. My name is Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And my name is Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And last but not least, please do subscribe on iTunes. Uh, very, very important. Uh, we do want to you know, pick up some following to the show. And if you could subscribe and leave a re- positive review there, that would be amazing. And uh, other than that, wedding photographers unite and Unite across the nation, people. Yes. Love it. Take some photos. <laughs> Be amazing, people. But don't hate. Remember, everybody. Love yourself. Love other people. Life. Love. Make it happen. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> so long. So long. Take care. Wedding photographers. Unite.